Blog Talk Radio. To get a thousand miles from the Earth, a rocket would need this much power. It would take far more than a human lifetime. But a space station might look something like this. You are now listening to the Technologist KS3 Radio Show. Today's host, Kenneth Saunders III. Good afternoon, everyone. This is the Technologist Cares Three Radio Show. I am your host, Kenneth Saunders III. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode. It has been a while since I have broadcast. I have been uh, kind of tied up with political ambitions or political opportunities. Um, here I was running for uh, commissioner of the Gap County. And the right now um, the, the election is still going on as far as with there's a runoff. Fortunately, I didn't make it, but that's okay. It's my first time actually running. And throughout the time of me campaigning, I actually have been keeping up with all the technology that has happened simply because I have been using tools to try to enhance my ways of being able to campaign. And I do have to say that they actually have been successful. Now, how does that relate to you? Well, again, I want to thank you for listening. If you have any questions or if you want to call into the show, you can definitely do that by calling in at Three four seven nine nine four one eight six seven. The number here is three four seven nine nine four one eight six seven. For those that have uh, that are first time listeners, uh, you have reached a show that is all about the truth about technology. That is the main driver of the show, simply because I believe in my heart that most people are getting the wrong information about technology. And they're being misled. And the reason why I know this is because there are too many people out there that are complaining about the speed of technology, not being able to use the technology that they have, and wanting to keep the technology that they have for way too long. So I'm here to be able to help you, the listener, and future technologists out with that. So what has happened within the past month and a half since the last show that I broadcast? Well, a lot. Let's start off with Google I.O. Google I.O. is a developers conference with for Google developers. That means for people that are into developing for Google products and services, and that includes Android. But then also let's also start off with Apple's WWDC, which is the Worldwide Developers Conference. And, of course, that is for developers. That program for the Mac, iPhone, iOS devices. Now, I'm not going to get technical or anything on, on, on e- either of them, but let's start off with Google first. It's because of the fact that there are so many people out there that utilize Google services. I'll say this. Google was pretty much a bore. In fact, during the whole conference, 
there wasn't anything that was really exciting except for the fact that you have now with Google Photos, you can upload an unlimited amount of photos to Google services. It's a nice way of being back up all your photos. Here's a cat one cabin. Once you do that, you give Google permission to use utilize your photos for their services to be able to sell to advertisers, which is the main driver on how they create revenue. So if you're using Google services, you are giving up your information so that they can sell it to advertisers, and that includes the Android platform. You are paying for Google to make money consistently off of you. That's enough about Google. Let's talk about Apple. Now, of course, with Apple, with their Worldwide Developers Conference, was a good developers conference. Uh, they announced a new version of, of the iOS, iOS 9. They released or announced. I'm saying released because I'm actually using them all now. They are the new version of the Mac operating system, which is called El Capitan. And then you also have the new operating system, Watch OS 2. Now, for those that are wondering about, well, does Technologies Kids 3 have an Apple Watch or any type of smartwatch? No, I do not. Not yet. But just to let you know, <laughs> my birthday is coming up this week. So that is my birthday gift to myself, and I am excited about getting Apple Watch. Mostly because of the development purposes and capability of it, but I am working on a couple of apps right now that completely utilizes them. So let's talk about iOS 9 because a lot of listeners right now utilize that operating system for the device, and I have to say that it is so far right pretty nice, particularly with the new beta. There are plenty of bugs that are still in them, but what it's shaping out to be is a great upgrade that is just going to make your device even better than even with what's running right now. And so another thing that is actually coming out tomorrow uh, is Apple Music. Their service is coming out where you are able to subscribe to Apple for $10 a month, but it's free for the first three months. And you'll be able to have access to an entire iTunes library and stream it directly onto your phone. This is a competitor to what is the closest one, which is Spotify. Now, for those that have listened to my show before, I have talked about Spotify before. And guess what? I do have an emotional attachment to Spotify. But guess what? I am going to try the Apple service simply because I know that a good amount of music that is not on Spotify is actually on iTunes, and I don't feel like paying for each individual song. I'd rather go with the current subscription model that gives you access to all music at all times. But they're also releasing a new radio service called Beats One, and is the first global radio station, so they say. And that starts at tomorrow at no, 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, Beats One Radio, Eastern Time. So I'll be listening to it, unless I'm taking my niece to the movies. But who knows? It's, I think it's something that's worthy for people who have iOS devices. Um, eventually, it will come on Android. 
Uh, and I think it's a service that is worth trying out, especially for three months. Three-month trial is better than the 48-hour trial that I had with Spotify, but it only took 48 hours, actually less than that, in order for me to be convinced about Spotify. For three months, I think people are going to utilize the device, I mean, or the service, and will most likely feel the need that they cannot do without it. They're changing the paradigm on how to get people hooked onto a service and for you to spend an additional $10 a month Let's talk about this. How many of you all are actually getting tired of paying for services constantly? Everything in our lives is increasing in price, not only dealing with gas, which, oh, by Wednesday here in Georgia, gas is about to go up. But that's not dealing with technology. That's something else. But in either case, what is the deal with all these services and these companies want us to pay these small amount of money that adds up to where, honestly, we are wasting money every month and every year on services that we don't need, that doesn't enhance our lives. And that's something that we really need to work on. But, again, that's another time for another show. So, really, so you had the big developers' conferences. And the developer conferences are extremely important to everyone. Granted that you don't have to go in and really watch the keynote or watch all the different sessions that are available unless you are a developer. But guess what, folks? If you know somebody that is a developer and they are not interested at all with what Google and Apple or even Microsoft with what they're talking about, then, you know, and you try to utilize them to create an app with them, Honestly, you don't need to be with them because if they're not able to keep up with what's going on with the current and future technologies, particularly when it comes to the programming languages, then they are useless. I said it. They are useless like that in your lives. Seriously. So let's talk about the other big thing that happened while I was going through my political campaigning. Yeah, I am a politician now. So, you know, add that check mark to all the thing, other things that I do, folks. But I still have a passion for technology. Now, bringing technology and combining that with my politics. So things I may talk about here on out may be a little bit different, maybe a little bit more political, but it's all for your good because I believe I have a certain purpose that I have to be able to not only embrace but to bring to the masses, to bring to the people not only tell people the truth about technology, but then also to be able to provide the right type of jobs in certain communities that we can truly progress as a society. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the fun side of what happened, which was E3. E3, yay! Okay, so I got to do a gaming show pretty soon. So E3, for, all, for those that don't know, is the Electronic Entertainment Expo every June in Los Angeles. And this is the biggest convention for video games, Electronic Entertainment Expo. So it's all about video games. And I got to tell you that, granted that I have not upgraded to the PS4, Xbox One, and a lot of that really has to do with the fact that I still have plenty of games that I'm even looking at right now, that I still need to play on my PlayStation 3. 
But that doesn't mean I can't get excited about the things that are coming out for the for this current generation of video game consoles. They just haven't necessarily really impressed me enough to be able to get it until this E3. And so now you're seeing the other generation um, of games that are starting to really utilize the hardware that the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 had. The thing about gaming, and this is for me, and I'll go in depth later on about this, but for me when it comes to gaming, honestly, I do get bored very easily. And a lot of it has to do with the way that I interact with the games. So for me growing up, I'm used to a keyboard and a keyboard and mouse and then a, then a, a, then a gamepad, joystick. So I'm used to different interfaces. So, But even when the Nintendo Wii came out, that was exciting to me simply because of the fact that it allowed you to be able to interact with the games in a different way. Now you have the also the Kinect on the Xbox, but unfortunately, even Microsoft has given up on that simply because developers were not actually writing real good games with for for that device, which is a shame because in order to get people a little bit more active, particularly with kids, it's best for them to go and use something that gets them off of the couch. But unfortunately. Gaming developers just weren't imaginative enough to be able to do it. So what's the next level? Well, if you've heard of Oculus Rift, if you've heard of Microsoft HoloLens, yeah, if you've heard of, of, of the Steam uh, gear, these are virtual reality interfaces. Now, what's virtual reality? Virtual reality allows you to put on a headset and you are surrounded not only by the images that are projected in the headset, but then also with the sound, but it also tracks with where your head moves. So now instead of looking at a flat surface, if you're looking at a 3D game on your TV, granted you can move around using your joystick, your, your game pad, but with virtual reality, it places you and tricks your mind to think that you are actually in that world. So if you're trying to look around, you can actually turn your head and you and the environment will move. If you're looking up and down, left and right, all around and between, it allows you to be able to get into that environment. For me, that's the next level. That's what I'm excited about, and particularly with what Microsoft is doing. Oh, and I got to remind people, on June, July 29th, Microsoft is releasing Windows 10. I'll talk about that in another show. I'm running Windows 10 now. Now It's nice if you're a Windows person, you'll want to upgrade to it. But there are some disappointing aspects to it, but there's some very innovative aspects to it. So, and I tend to be a positive person, but either case, HoloLens, for instance, is a little bit different than actually virtual reality. It's called augmented reality. So the HoloLens is basically a, a similar type of headset, but instead of it being enclosed to where you're seeing a, a real screen in front of you, 
the screen, in fact, in front of you is clear, and it utilizes your environment to project images out onto a surface or onto a wall or anywhere that you are in your current environment. So they showed off this game called Minecraft. And I'm not sure how many of my listeners are listening who, who play Minecraft, but there are plenty of kids that do because Microsoft spent like $2 billion to buy the, to buy the game, gaming company that created Minecraft. But here's the thing with Minecraft, which I think is awesome. And what they showed was a video of how it was when somebody is actually playing in that world on a regular TV, but then they were able to recreate what the uh, user was using, uh, was seeing through the HoloLens. And it was amazing because you, the, the whole world that they created with Minecraft actually came up out, out of a table. I mean, there's some real futuristic sci-fi, now it's reality type stuff. And they were able to go in and manipulate and zoom and see the actual person, the other person that's in that world. It changes the whole way of what you may think of how you can utilize gaming in this sense. But there are also other practical applications, particularly when it comes to using HoloLens. Listen, I think it is, as far as with innovation and leaping technology forward, I feel that Microsoft has really hit the nail on the head when it comes to, to HoloLens. Even though it won't come out until next year, I think everybody should go ahead and keep up with what's going on with it because this is a device that you may even come up with ideas for. And remember, if developers are not up on this type of technology and you want to create an app, they don't know anything about it, they're useless. So I really think that the exciting thing about with the virtual reality, augmented reality, is that you really get something that is truly leaping gaming forward. And it's going to bring us to a different level of interacting with games, interacting with each other. And that's really exciting. That is truly exciting. And now even dealing with E3, as far as with anything else that, that, that came out, you, you, you have games that, honestly, they look good. But until they actually adapt the virtual reality, they're just regular games. And what's funny is that for the gamers that are listening, um, when Sony during their presentation, oh, my goodness, I forgot. Sony also has their VR, which is Project Morpheus. Now it's supposed to be coming out next year too. So you got a lot of virtual reality companies that, and, you know, that, that are competing against each other. Even though that Microsoft, for instance, it has a HoloLens, but they also have a partnership with Oculus Rift, which is supposed to work with Windows 10. We'll see what happens. But there's some real minority report type stuff that is actually coming out. It's going to be reality. It is going to be in our lifetime. So we have a lot of things to be excited about. But now here's the thing. When it comes to looking at gaming, the gaming industry as a whole, 
it really has matured. Granted that there are games like No Man's Sky, which for me is actually convincing me to buy a PlayStation 4, but also Uncharted 4. It is in a state where you're not going to get a whole lot of titles that will come out simply because of the cost of being able to produce games. It's because gamers are requiring a lot more out of the games. They want to be more immersive. They want the multiplayer to be better. But even with multiplayer, for me, I'm not a multiplayer person. And that's simply because there's just a maturity level. It's like the same thing with what you see actually out on the Internet, where you have a lot of people that are, are immature with the comments. It doesn't matter if they're, if they're anonymous or not. People are now emboldened by the power of the Internet to be able to say whatever they want and don't care if they offend. Multiplayer is the same thing. Plus, I'm not that good at gaming to where I am spending hours in order for me to be better than everybody else. I just don't can't get, dedicate that type of, of of time to to that. But either case, you know, I'm really excited about with where, where gaming is going, and I really do hope that we get to the point where everybody really does embrace gaming and not think that it is only dealing with kids. And for those that do not know, the average the average video game is not somebody in their teens, late teens or early twenties, thirty five years old. Let that sink in. Now that you've let it sink in for a second, that's the reason why you have games that are more mature. That's why gaming is getting to a level where you have very adult content and mature subject matter. And I'm excited to see where where that's going to go. I really am. But now here's now what else has happened within the world of technology? Well, folks, you know, I would actually say that when it comes to what's happening in the world of technology, I would almost even say with what's happened in the past week, and I am going to speak out about, about this because I am a slightly political. No, I am very political. I'm not even going to front on y'all anymore. I am a very political and aware person. But what's happened within the past week and looking at it from a technology point of view, it is amazing on what's happened not only in the social construct on what we think of what marriage is, on how we accept people, but how we interact and how we embrace people. Social media, for instance, when you deal with Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, all the other social networks that are out there, news these days happen in a blink of an, a blink of an eye and is shared even faster. So when you have news, like, for instance, dealing with the same-sex marriage, the way on how that information was dispersed within minutes of the Supreme Court decision and the reactions that people gave have been absolutely amazing. And it really shows that 
there are people that really need to be taught a lesson. And they really need some etiquette. People need to take courses and classes on how to really treat people and respect other people's opinions, particularly when you have issues that are that are as divisive as gay marriage when it comes to the Affordable Care Act, when it comes to the Republican presidential candidates. People really need to start learning on on how to really respect people. And what is happening now is that with social media, you are really seeing the ugliness, the downright ugliness of society. And it's a good thing in a sense because it's exposing people for who they are. Because remember, whatever you post on, on social media is a reflection of what you think and what your life is about. And granted, if you are a silly person, and obviously you're, you're going to put a bunch of jokes on, on, on there, but if you're not, and if you're always critical, particularly when it comes to the Confederate flag and and how people view it as, you know, if it's history or heritage versus for what it is, racism, and a history of slavery and hate. I've seen plenty of people post up, I unfriended so many people because of their views. Well, I mean, I guess you really would know somebody's views if not only do they repeat it once, but they repeat it again and again and again and again. Now, this is not going to change. For those that refuse to get on social media, one thing, you're not listening to the show. (laughs) But for those that are, you still have a responsibility of what you post online. And even if you post something there, Yes, do expect to get some feedback because that's why you posted. You want people to you want people to accept what you say unless you're really trying to cause an argument. And that too is very possible. It's extremely possible for people to do that. But now you again, but you have to have an understanding that the people that you think that are your friends are really not. And even with Facebook, you know they say, hey, you're saying a friend request. These people really aren't your friends. A lot of them are voyeurs. They want to be able just to be nosy and see what's going on in your life. And that's okay if people want to do that as long as you accept that. But now for me, I am private, but I'm also very public. Of course, I have my two pages. I got my Technologist Cage 3 page on, on Facebook. I got my my uh my political page Kenneth is the third for the cap. So those two are my very public pages. Now my personal page during the campaign, yeah, I allowed my security so that everybody can see it, but then also very the most most of the things I have on there are very private. So you have to be my friend in order for you to see it. 
then again, if you are my friend, I have to know you in some kind of way. I don't accept people simply because of just because like, oh, we have mutual friends. You have a responsibility of who you accept into your into your into your world. So being able to do that and control that will allow you to be able to truly embrace social network the way that you want to and be able to do it freely. So like for for everything that I just talked about today, when it comes to the excitement, this is a new season that we're in. We're, we are in the summer. There's a lot of developments that are happening. And honestly, there's just way too much that, that I have to talk about in order to really fulfill my goal of telling you the truth about technology. So with the time that I have this week, I'll definitely will have another show. So now, but what's actually important for everyone to listen to is the fact that my show is about to end now, already, half an hour. I want to thank everyone for listening to my show. And just take a look at Google's website, Apple's website, Microsoft's website. They have everything that is that they've announced on their page. Study up on it. So that way that you can be informed, but then also listen to me. So I can tell you the truth about technology. Good night, everyone. What a matchup! And what a team, Mike! Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive! Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32 gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Okay, kids. We got T-Mobile's unlimited family plan with Netflix included, so... Our New Year's resolution is to not spoil your shows since we can watch our own shows on our phones, tablets, or TV. Good. Get four lines for just 40 bucks each per month with AutoPay, taxes and fees included, and a Netflix subscription on us so you can watch your favorite movies and shows only with T-Mobile. Video streams at 480p. A small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. Netflix for two screens included. Terms apply. Price includes sales tax.